Hey everybody, what's up? It's your boy MJ. By now, you should know that I love Grenache. In fact, I always say that Pinot Noir wants to be Grenache when it grows up. That's why I'm so excited to be a part of the first annual Grenache Fest. It's taking place on November 3rd, 2023 in downtown Walla Walla, Washington at the Historic Motor Co. We're going to kick things off with a seminar moderated by yours truly at 5 p.m., followed by live music, food, wine, and fun from 7 p.m. until. While the seminar is sold out, there are still a few tickets left for the festival, which will feature performances by Stephen Malkmus, M. Ward, and Mark Pickerel. Go to GrenacheFest.com for more information and to purchase your tickets today. Hey, I'm MJ Taller also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Hey everybody, what's up? It's your boy MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. My guest today is the cornerstone wine connoisseur and founder of Urban Wine Tribe, John J.M. Morcilio. Urban Wine Tribe was established in 2017 as a way to create a new perspective on wine while educating and bringing cultures together. Uh, Jam has an extensive leadership background in the restaurant and wine industry spanning over 15 years. He is the author of Serving Food for Thought, which is a restaurant guide for servers. And in 2023, Jam was named to the Wine Enthusiast's first ever Future 40 Tastemaker Licks. <laughs> Welcome, J.M., what up, what up? Thank you for having me, sir. Man, listen, it's it's been a long time coming. Like I said, um, uh, we're both, you know, you fell on my radar in 2017, my boy. Shout out to Chef Westcott, who was on like two seasons, but he had put me on to you. Michelangelo put me oh, on to you. He's like, you got to check this dude out. He's down your way because he was doing shit in the wine library. So I started oh, following yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that black wine guy started around 2017, 2018 too. 2018, I think. So he put me on you and um, and then it was just and just great to meet you last year in uh, at the at the event um, that the wine enthusiasts put together. And just the kinship or, you know, a uh, lot of people, great list of people, but I saw something that I know, like, there's like this independence to what you're doing and being on your grind. And we're going to get into that, man. But uh, what do say? We, what we say? Game recognized game? Facts. Yeah. So thanks for being here, man. Man, I appreciate you. Uh, you say long time coming. We had a couple of chances to work with each other recently. Yeah. So so we've been well, building. And, yeah, we got to talk about that. And it's great. Yeah. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. enjoy working with you. I Same. <laughs> so everybody, tell everybody about the wines you brought today. Oh, very good. So... Uh, you said bring you said bring a wine. I brought two, right? My rule is you always bring two. You know, you never know. Yeah, it's like my with blunts. If you buy one blunt and it breaks, you you have no blunts. You're like 
<laughs> so, bitch. Right, you got a doctor crackling. together. <laughs> Buy two. So I brought two wines. Um, the first one being uh, Cake Bread Chardonnay. Um, actually, I'm going to talk about that second. Okay. The other one I brought is a St. Laurent from Austria. I just happen to like uh, Austrian wines, and, and namely St. Laurent's. And uh, I like to just always bring something from a part of the world that most people don't think of right mm -hmm. away when they mm -hmm. think of wine. Mm -hmm. Although Austria has a great history with wine and has been around forever, it's not the first country that people come to mind. And the what I love about wine and what got me to fall in love with wine is that every time you drink a bottle of wine from somewhere, you're kind of visiting that place, right? You're kind of there, you know, you are you are consuming the soil, the land. Um, so that's that's dope. And you asked me, uh, and, and, you know, as far as bucket list de destinations, Austria is definitely up there for mm -hmm. me. Um so, yeah, and so the second one is the Cake Bread Chardonnay. This is a Chardonnay Reserve, so, you know, a, a little bit of a step up from the normal mm -hmm. Cake Bread Chardonnay. However, the Cake Bread Chardonnay, um, that was the first bottle of wine that I drank that, like, the, the, the clouds parted, okay. the skies opened up, you know what I mean? I heard the music. I got it. Mm -hmm. Like, the different levels mm -hmm. of flavors, the mid-palate and the finish and the different uh, the different notes. Um Seeing how it changes from the time you open it to to the time you let it sit out for a little while, like this was the first wine that I said, "Oh, I get it. I yeah. see." Awesome, awesome. I agree with you, man. I think try to tell people wine is a portal, right? It can transport you to a plate once you, uh, once you, like you said, once you have that aha moment, that come to Jesus moment, and you get it, it really becomes a portal. It becomes it's like wow, like I like. When I like, if I'm selling retail and it's and it's summer and everybody wants rosé and you know I'll you know and I'll say to someone, hey, listen, I lots of great rosés. For me, summer rosé, I'm Provence, so I'm French. I'm I'm I you know love all that one, but I'm like and then, and what I say, I'm like I just could see myself sitting in Saint Tropez, sipping this nice salad, this was. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. that's that's what being in my backyard in Jersey can do with a Provence rosé. It just take you there that's the that's the beauty of wine that's that's the magic of it and you know again you know going back to this i, I couldn't just have drank this and automatically knew i was fortunate mm -hmm. uh my situation was i worked my way into the restaurant industry with no wine background whatsoever i quickly learned that you can make more money by selling wine like i can only sell you one steak mm-hmm you're going to eat something, so I, there's no sale there, but I can only sell you one steak. However, I could sell you multiple bottles, glasses, or bottles, depending on how big the table is, mm. of very nice, expensive wine. Yeah. Uh, create, uh, deliver also a great experience with it. Yeah, we're going to talk about You know what? I'm going to put a pin in there because <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about your time in hospitality because um, you even wrote a book about it. So we're going to start in the words of Biggie. So where are you from? Jersey City. Uh, born and raised, uh, went to school there uh, my entire life. I like to consider uh, Jersey City the sixth borough. It was very, um, you know, although it was very influenced by New York City, we're right across the water. Um, but we also had a style of our own and, uh, 
it, it, Jersey City is a, a really dope, dope um, part of New Jersey and uh, a, a, a cool extension of New York City, I think. Yeah. Um, Marsilio, uh, what is the ethnic origin of that name? That is European, mm -hmm. uh, probably from more of our uh, Italian descendants. Mm -hmm. uh, but my family, however, is from Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. And so um, you're born and raised here. Were your parents born in Puerto Rico, moved uh, moved over here? Or? Pops from the Bronx. Okay. Uh, mom's born and raised in Puerto Rico. Okay. So you got New York in there. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> best of both worlds. Yeah, you, you got know, it. I mean, it's a two motherlands, literally. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> for, for real. <laughs> so growing up in Jersey City, how many uh, people in your family? You got any siblings? One older, uh, an older brother and an older sister. I'm the youngest by 10 years. Okay. As happens, you know, and, and <laughs> right, you know, and, and and you know, it's cool because you you really get cultured really early. You know, I'm I'm listening to music and, and things and watching movies and shows that are kind of ten years ahead of me. Yeah, I'm not supposed to be, right, right. but but you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you know, my my cult, my uh, education and culture started very young. Yeah. So your mom, born and raised on the island, uh, good cook, tip traditional Puerto Rican cooking in the house, man. Yep. Um, she she did cook a lot of Spanish food. Um, so I was I was very fortunate there. To me, like there's no my favorite cuisine of food is Puerto Rican uh, cuisine. Um, but uh, so yeah, definitely ate a lot of that growing up. Nice and and like a lot of the old school stuff, like some stuff that's just crazy, and I'm I'm not into, but she would really get into it. But uh, what was dope is like growing up now, like I didn't realize like some of my favorite dishes are like straight poor, you know, straight poor people dishes. Right. You know what I mean? What you had to you had to really be imaginative to season and flavor these certain things to make it seem. And it's like what? Like I thought that's not top level cuisine. Right. <laughs> Corn beef out the can. <laughs> But you know, I mean, that's like that's like in Hawaii, right? Because it was uh, right spam, spam, and they they hook it up though, right? Yep. Like you, yep. you some work. rice and spam, yep, and a little egg. Oh, oh come day. on, yeah. Um, so you said you grew up in Jersey City, um, and I know because we've been working together talking. But um, what what sports were you into growing up? I was into all sports. Okay. Um. I played a little baseball, a little football, a little basketball. Okay. Um, my best sport growing up was bowling. Okay. Believe it or not, uh, bowling was uh, my, my my whole family bowled. Mm -hmm. um, and again, you know, growing up, you know, being so much younger than everyone else, I I kind of had to play catch up. And so, in that regard, with bowling, I got really good at a really young age. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't you like? Um you're a state champion and something, man. I mean, you, you, yep. I, I I won a few title, high school titles. Um, I was ranked uh, number two in the state my jun my junior and senior year in high school. Uh, set uh, a bunch of records. Uh, shot like one of the highest series ever. Um, in the state of New Jersey, uh, for a three game set, I had a national uh, high series in college. I bowled for college a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was pretty good. I was really good. A little too good, uh, you know, too early on, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And so, um, 
you said you you bowled in college for a little bit. Um, I'm someone who went to college, left, dropped out of college, went to college, dropped out of college, and then went to grad school. Dropped. Out. I mean, did you actually finish college? Nope. Yeah. I'm not no. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I mean, uh, you know, congratulations to everyone who who does go and completes yeah. it. It's it, it's very hard. I never I never had any business going. To well, college. believe it or not, I didn't have any business either. But just uh, I'm all a few years older than you, and that like I was thinking today, I was like, I came up in a period where it was like if you were a person of color, it was like go to go to get a college degree. That's supposed to be your ticket to ride. Yeah. Um, it was just my ticket to debt. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and and just the way I who who I am now that I know who I am, right. like. Had conflicts with professors and shit just because, right. like, don't tell me. Like, that's wrong. Like, you know. That's my issue. You, at that age, how can you possibly know who you are and make such a decision that way? And so for me, it was like I, I needed to just get right into the workforce and, and learn my way and learn what it is that I'm good at because going to school, they, it doesn't feel like they're trying, they seek out what you're good at. No. Nope. They tell you what you're supposed to be good at. And that doesn't, that didn't work for me. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I saw a great skit on YouTube it was Neil Brennan used to write with Chappelle and he's like he's like I don't think he went to college he said do you know how he's like you know what if if they told you it was like a, if you had to go to a bank to apply for a loan for college you wouldn't get it you go like you had to go to a loan officer and be like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna take the next four years I'm gonna get uh, passed out blackout drunk right. every night I'm gonna chase girls and then I'm gonna get a degree in comparative literature Will you give me one hundred twenty thousand dollars? They'd be fucking get the fuck out of here, you know what I mean? right? But it's a student loan. Here, go find yourself. But but for two years, you got to take these classes because we got to pay for our tenure professors, right? So that's why you got to take take a, was it what they call a shit core? I forget what they even call it after all the school I had. But anyway, I hear you, and it shows. I can tell because it shows them what you're doing these days. So you uh, you you you're. Uh, you leave school, it's not for you, um, and you started talking about this earlier. When did you find your way? Oh, let me back up one thing. Any any wine on the table growing up at home? The wine was in the china cabinet in a box. Some Franzia, you know, the same <laughs> yeah. story. You know, I've heard, you know you've heard this story before. Some boxed Franzia in the china cabinet. Uh you know, and, and that, you know, I, you can, again, you know, just like the food we used to eat, it's like, oh, that's wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what adults drink, you know. Um, so definitely. It's wine. That, it comes yeah. in a box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, people, that's how you do it. coming over, exactly. you know what I mean? Just put the box on the ice, you know. And then otherwise, my, you know, my parents, you know, my family, adults drink scotch and whiskey, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. No rum? Uh, a little bit, yeah, sure. A little bit of rum, yeah. beer, of course, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and 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 a bunch of uncles that just want to see uh, what you see, what kind of face you make when yeah, they give you something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. All right, so so how did you make your way into the world of hospitality? So like you're out of school, you got you just seem like someone who was always working anyway. Always, but. always hustling for sure. Um, I got into the wine industry when I moved to Texas. I moved to Texas because your boy got into a little bit of trouble down here in New Jersey. 
running with the wrong people, uh, crazy lifestyle. The bowling had a life of its own, you know, a lot of a lot of hustling, gambling, late nights that would spill into Atlantic City trips and poker uh, backroom uh, poker halls and sports betting. And, you know, the, that, that lifestyle, you know, that fast life catches up to you eventually. And you play it long enough, it's going to run you over. Yeah. And it certainly did me at a very young age. By the time I was 21, I had gotten ran out of Jersey, moved to Texas to kind of get away from things for a little bit. You know, again, find myself and uh, worked my, you know, found a gig at a, at a restaurant that served some wine. And, and it was a brick oven that served wine. And uh, it started there. So, you know, <clears throat> we're going to talk about this, but we, we may have to open the door here a little bit that um, JM is an, he's just a prolific content creator. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's got a new uh, series work called The Wine Hustler. So you, so you said, so talk about wine hustling so is it like a pool hustler like you 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 use money on games you like you, you throw in gutter balls and throw people like what is what like what what's what's that look what's that look like for people who who don't know the streets of the life you know you know what, what a lot of people don't know is that the the bowling the sport of bowling has a dark underbelly to it you know especially me growing up in the 90s in Jersey City. Mm -hmm. um, you go to certain bowling alleys, not just in Jersey City, but around New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, certain bowling alleys. You go there on a certain time, time of night, there will be gentlemen waiting there, waiting for people to come down to bowl for money. Mm. Um, and so from the, you know, believe it or not, from the age of 12, um, I started bowling guys in the bowling alley, the, the guy who used to fill the Pepsi machine, uh, the guy who used to clean the bathrooms, anyone that was up for bowling, 20 bucks a game, 50 bucks a game, whatever. Mm. Um, and then that grew into much bigger games and traveling from Bronx on, on Thursdays to, you know, Jersey City on Fridays this place on Saturdays, it was kind of crazy. Um, so, you know, so that was a big part of my lifestyle once upon a time. And, and, you know, fast forward to, you know, today I'm a, I'm a wine influencer, mm -hmm. quote unquote, mm -hmm. content creator. Yeah. Um, though it was, it was a, such a big part of my world. And I'm like, what a interesting thought to bring those two worlds together. Okay. Right. The wine hustler, um, you know, think about like the movie, The Hustler. Yeah. Right. Um, the Color of Money, um, all those types of movies. Uh, that was kind of it, it was a uh, an inspiration to the concept of uh, the wine hustler. Okay. Um, and, and, and it's not so much about bowling as much as it is about bringing people together over wine, putting them in a unique situation, in a pressure situation. But also very fun. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get we'll get in that a little bit later. So you working at a brick oven pizza place down? Where in Texas were you, by the way, man? Austin, Texas. Uh, oh, ATX. ATX. Keep Austin weird. Yeah. Um, I moved out there in probably oh three oh four. 
Best two years of my life. I was very young, 22-ish. How'd you find Austin? I'm just curious. My brother lived out there. Okay. He, he lived out there with his family. His family actually went ahead and moved to Florida. He stayed behind for like six months. Mm -hmm. Stayed with me, helped me get on my feet. Mm -hmm. He uh, left to Florida and I stayed in Austin. If and you had a crystal ball, you could wish you, you could have bought a house in Austin. <laughs> Like one hundred fifty thousand dollars back in O two, still, man. Like nobody. I I, I wish I had the, not that I didn't have the foresight because even then I'm like, man, I wish I could get into this uh the, this real estate game out here because it's gonna blow up. And and certainly I could have, but I didn't have the uh, the wherewithal. It's, exactly. I mean, you you you're like eh. right, right. But, like but, it, it yeah, seemed but, like a cool thought, but right. seemed like at the time unattainable. Yeah. You know, I, I was on a different mission at that time. Um, yeah, man, Austin blew up. Austin is great. I've been there recently. Is it different? Yes. It's a little bit more expensive. The culture is a little bit different, but it's still very awesome. Yeah. I went for the first time. Uh, this cat I went to law school with, he was from, he went, he's from Texas. He went to UT and he's like, I know you're a New York guy, but you got to go to Austin. You'll love it. This was like the midnight, like 95, he told me that. And I never went. I didn't go to 2015. I went 2015. I was like, damn. If I had come here in the 90s, dude, I probably would have stayed there because I could only imagine. It was still. And then I've gone back and I saw it change from 2015 to 2019. So I can only imagine what it would have been like from be, be there like an 02 to 04 and come back. And that was, I was there the year they won the national football championship. Oh man, that must have been off the chain. It was off the hook. I wasn't even into college sports up until then. And then you can't help it, but get oh, yeah. six, six, hook horns. Six, uh, six street. <laughs> yep, yep. Just, um, it's a vibe. It's a vibe out there, man. It's a total vibe. So, okay. So that, and, 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 uh, you know, known for barbecue at this point, but, now Austin has all kinds of world class cuisine. So, but the pizza, I mean, like I said, whoever it was, they brought in a wood burning oven shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you started as a server, but then you kind of realized, uh, you know, your brain did some mathematical calculations. Yeah. So, simple math. Uh, you know, you only sell one steak at a time, but some people will drink three to four glasses if you're, you know, if it's good enough. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was fortunate. So after I left Austin, Texas, I came back to Jersey. I was okay. out there on my own. Mm -hmm. it, I was living a fast life still out there. You know, sure. What I, mean? Like, I mean, you're 22 years oh, old. Yeah, Austin Party Central. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and one thing about Austin, Texas, they show you love. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had my New York, my New York accent, hat, Timberlands, and they, they ate that it. shit up. Loved you know it. what I mean? But so I make my way back to Jersey. Um, and what I, what I was fortunate to work at one restaurant, two restaurants, the, the, the first restaurant really, um, it invested money and time into educating their servers about wine. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I knew little to nothing working at that first place. It was the second restaurant that really started laying some foundation of wine knowledge, you know, um, still haven't yet found that bottle of wine that spoke to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Then, then I go to the next restaurant, which is uh, goes by the name of Maggiano's. It's a very popular. Well, it's a chain restaurant. It's a chain, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of them, but also invested money mm -hmm. into their servers' mm -hmm. wine knowledge. Mm -hmm. And 
I got to try a bunch of uh, some good high-end wines. Um, and, and that's where I got to try the cake bread Chardonnay for the first time. And, again, you know, I was just fortunate. I worked for places that invested that in me. And again, when I when I drank this cake bread Chardonnay, I knew right away, like, there's a, a whole nother world out there. Mm-hmm. And I can be somebody who can educate people about it. Even then, I knew that. I didn't know how. I thought I was going to do it by just serving tables, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But little did I know that I was going to attempt to educate the world. <laughs> <laughs> so you're working at Mangiano's and, like... I, I love people and me too. Sometimes we shit on these big chains, but big chains have money. And, and if they're smart, they invest in their people. Like they have the, actually the resources to invest in their people. And then it becomes up to you to take advantage of it. Sounds like you really did. Clearly we're here today. Um, did, how long did you stay with them? Did you like stay a little bit, get your education and go somewhere else with it? What, what was kind of like the, so, so I worked for them for two years before they fired me because again still living the fast life i was working i was uh running a, an underground poker club on the side um and, and showing you know closing the club at six to go to a shift at 10 o'clock in the morning you know the and you know so it, it got bad and they fired me once the club situation was over with i went back on my hands and knees begging for my job back which they agreed if under under the agreement that I educate the entire staff on wine and teach them how to sell wine the way I did. They wanted they were number 16th or 17th in wine and alcohol sales in the company mm-hmm. and I had to make a promise to get them higher up. I took on the challenge. I, I made a ton of money at this restaurant. You mm-hmm. know, this was, I, I really needed this job. Um, and I, 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 you know, I really worked on it. I, I, I took a pen and pad and I sat down and I started writing all my tricks, all my, all my ins and outs of wine sales and hospitality from a kid, from the perspective of a kid from Jersey city. Mm-hmm. This isn't this, they don't, they don't teach this at Disney. Mm-hmm. They don't teach this, this at any hospitality school. This is what worked for me. Got it. And, and I wrote it in a language that spoke to the servers. You know what I mean? Because servers don't, they don't speak certain, you know, all types of languages in this formal. You have to speak server language, and most of that has to do with money. Like, why does this equal money? And that's how the book was. It was a playbook. It was a science book, if you will. Um, so, yeah. And, and so sure enough that the, you know, that Bridgewater Maggiano's, mm-hmm. um, went from 17th in sales for wines and alcohol to third behind Vegas and Disney. Shit. You know, so I, uh, I realized that I had something, mm-hmm. you know, that I, 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 I was onto something. Um, and so I, 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 I turned it into a book and I just kind of started my own little restaurant consulting business. That was, that was the basis of the business was this book. Okay. I took it on the road and um, 
kind of led to here once I saw that they were putting the iPads in uh, the Terminal 3 at Newark Airport and you could just order your food and wine right off an iPad that's when I decided I gotta get inside this iPad <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant consulting's over with you gotta you gotta people gotta be able to find you at the touch of a button yeah and with your restaurant consultant this was just like you hustling right just knocking on doors right Not door to door going to small you know small restaurants family-owned restaurants and asking them to let me coach their servers, yeah. you know, and, and spend some time with them and, you know, yeah, hustle, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, we've, we've been talking about this, uh, we've been talking about this bottle of wine, this, this, this cake bread, which you had at Mangiano's, um, and how it was so influential um perfect thank you uh and as you're having this i mean we know wine changes every vintage but what what are some of the characteristics of this wine that really that as when you enjoy it now um you know i love that you brought a sentimental bottle right so yeah. so what what about this like as you're drinking this like what notes are you getting like yeah like is there a signature style that you recognize in the cake bro i mean of course it's vintage vintage but like every house like in burgundy has a style right mm -hmm. is there a style to this that particularly you like and enjoy so this was very early on in my wine journey um now as i speak to you i try to stay away from the california wines mm -hmm. Not because I don't like it. I just had such a heavy dose of it earlier. Sure. But but I still have I still have sentimental value towards it. For me, uh, you know this this Chardonnay, uh, you know it's it's oakiness, it's buttery flavors. Um, the you know it's it's fall time, so it's kind of it's kind of perfect. It's a perfect white wine for this type of season and weather. Um, you know from the from the pear. Uh, to the to the lemon zest, uh, you know, and, and to me, whenever I drink this wine, I just see like me going back in time to that first sip, mm -hmm. and like you ever see that that meme of like you see all the numbers going over, yeah, 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 you know, and, and, and that and that was like whenever I drink this, it's like thank you, you know, thank you for opening this world up to me like it took this wine i'm sure there were plenty other wines that would have done something as well um but it, it just happened to be this one and i'm very and i'm very grateful you know every time i t every time i get to drink it uh, i'm very grateful that i'm drinking it yeah how much does the uh the fact that you were able to create a curriculum for wine and start a business how does that play into uh your evolution uh as you know a wine influencer a content creator um so you know when, when i when i started this i'll be you know there, there's a lot you know it's crazy how things work themselves out you know uh, the day I started Urban Wine Tribe, um, a, a friend gave me a call and said, you know, JM, you know, you got to do something. You're, 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 I, was, and I was trying to figure something out. I didn't know what I was doing next. Mm -hmm. I was kind of stuck. 
and a friend calls me and says, I want you to make a video. I said, of what? He says, I don't know. Just make a video. He's like, you like wine, right? Make a video about wine. And, uh, and, and I took his challenge. I made a video about wine. I remember, you know, to me, one of the, one of the most awkward things in a wine in my uh, restaurant experience um, was presenting a bottle of wine to somebody who didn't know how to receive it, mm-hmm. you know? So I made a video about how to receive properly uh, from the cons- from the customer's point of view, mm-hmm. um, you know? And, and, and that, you know, and I challenged myself to keep making videos and, and so on and so forth. Um, I, I gave myself a, a window. I said, I said, I'll tell you what, I made a deal with myself. I said, you got five years, Mm. five years to pursue this idea and this lifestyle. You know, I thought to myself, if I could get paid to do anything, you know, I would love to travel the world drinking wine. Mm -hmm. Let's give it a shot. Mm -hmm. But pretty much everybody on Instagram's dream who who puts hashtag wine. Right. Right. (laughs) And, 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 you know, but but and and then I had that. All right. You want to do this. That's a fun. That's a cute thing to shoot for, but how, but what's the plan? Mm-hmm. So you, I gave myself five years, five years, which is to me is like a college degree, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it usually takes about five years for most people these days. Yeah. And oh, yeah, I, that's the average. At right. Least. Right. So I had five years to figure this out, but I knew at the very least I was going to learn photography. I was going to learn editing. I was going to learn how to write, how to do how to social media manage and marketing, you know. So as long as I, I knew that no matter what, I was going to learn a whole lot of things besides wine. And, and that made this journey very easy and fun. Yeah. So that first video, um, what year was that? Was that 2017, 2016? Yeah, 2017. Yeah. And did you had you conceived the name Urban Wine Tribe yet, or you just you just shot the video? Uh, I just shot the video. Okay. I, I did not have the name Urban Wine Tribe. Um, I was using whatever you know under my normal um, social media page. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until later on the same person who encouraged me to make a video sat down with me and says, "All right, let's figure out you know let's figure out what this is and." what you want it to be. Um, Urban Wine Tribe was a, you know, for me was a way to invite the world that this wasn't, you know, I don't want it to be JMs, anything, this, that, or the other. This was meant to, meant for a larger group of people, you know. Um, And yeah, I love it. (laughs) I think it's dope. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, I was thinking about this because do you have uh, any certification, SOM certifications? None. Yeah. Yeah. None. I, I, you know, shout out to all those who, who pursued that, you know, and I've, I've had the chance to meet even some master SOMs and I've watched all the SOM videos. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I have a very small glimpse as to how hard that is. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be that the people that I was seeking, um, that, that I was hoping to, um, get the attention of, didn't care about that. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It, it, it's uh, for me. It's like uh, if you want to know, if you need to know what I know about wine, it's all there for you. Right. I put it all out there, right. you know, right. and I don't. I'm not trying to be the most knowledgeable wine person in the world either. Um, all I'm simply trying to do is build bridges that mm. you know that people like me. I wouldn't have had this opportunity, or I wouldn't. Dis- I would not have discovered this culture mm-hmm. if not for my work and life situation. It was survival, right? You know what I mean. I wasn't privileged to to you know stumble into this. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who who just don't get it and choose to ignore it instead of working their way into the culture and, and learning the hard way. Yeah. Because most people think that you need money in order to exist in this culture and appreciate it. Um, and my and, and my thing was like, no, nah, I'm going to teach you how to do it for the low. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, a, I'm a, just a normal person. The corner store. Right, corner store. Wine connoisseur. Right. You know. Uh, was that her, before Urban Wine Tribe or did you, did you call yourself like? That was after the corner, okay. after, after Urban Wine Tribe. You know, because, you know, one thing I realized is as a server, I used to try, I used to, as a consultant, I used to teach servers how to sell expensive wines. Okay. I changed my model from teaching service how to buy expensive wines to teaching consumers how to buy inexpensive wines. That were good, yeah, got it. Yep. You know what yep. I mean. Yep. So, so that was so that was the model of the brand early on, and so the corner store wine connoisseur. Because I started off humbly, even in the industry as a content creator, I was doing grocery store wines, mm-hmm. the barefoot. Two Buck Chuck. I was reviewing those wines and using those, um, and in in the food reviews that you know, like cereal and potato chips and fast foods, you know, stuff that you would get at Seven Eleven because that's how I learned about wine. Yeah, you know, um, in those restaurants that I worked at, when I sold a big bottle of wine or multiple bottles of wine, if they left me even a little something of of wine left, that shit was coming home with me. Mm-hmm. That was getting corked coming home with me i was going to stop at mcdonald's or 7-eleven <laughs> get a slim jim some little wheel of cheese or something yeah. like that you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah and i and i taught myself want i taught myself about wine through those things i didn't i wasn't in the fancy dinners yet even though i was working at a restaurant mm-hmm. i had that but you know it, this was my, my education was going on at midnight, one o'clock in the morning, smoking blunts, drinking wine, eating all kinds of crazy food at late at night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and I love, you know, it comes to like knowing, knowing who you are and like, and, and being like, yo, this is, I'm dope. This is dope. And, and having the vision to see the path through it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, um, that's a very hard thing to do, right? Um, so yeah, it's, you have a lot of cool nicknames. So you, the, the the corner store wine connoisseur, the the Cassius Clay Cabernet. Where'd that one come from? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, just just having fun. I, 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 you know, the Cassius Clay. I always think about the. Uh, uh, coming to America movie where he's like his mama named him Clay. I'm called Clay. I'm Clay. You know, so the, the, the half bottle Don. Yeah, half bottle Don. That was a you know that was my play. I, I loved half bottles. One because I'm super cheap, right? <laughs> you know, like I want to drink good, but like you buy it, but that's very committal, right? You know what I mean? Well, you know like if you, I mean, it's like it's the difference between thirty dollars and sixty five, right? You know, but, and, I mean? and, yeah, and sometimes like you know. 
And, and so my move was anytime I'd go on a date, you know, I'm trying to leave a memorable experience. Okay. Right. So my move and, and still be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Go to like a, a BYOB. Sometimes yeah. it'd be even like a nice pizzeria, yeah. you know, something cheap and affordable, but then pop up with like three different little half bottles of wine to have a little wine taste. Oh, yeah. You, you, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, you, you, you classy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, meanwhile, I just got, I got way on the low, you know yeah, what I mean? So, so, so the, you know, it was all these monikers are just play into my fun. Yeah. The fun I like to have with it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, there's been over the past few years, there's been conversations about diversity and in industry, and I think they're good. However, like you said, it was survival. Like, you, like, like, as a Latino male, as a Puerto Rican male, um, I mean, some people are like, well, how did you end up like teaching all the Mangianos? Like, is your experience. I mean, it's twofold, but but I found, from my experience, because I was willing to work hard and know my stuff, um, I, I just people had to respect me. That was that's been my experience. Um, and those that didn't, that was that's okay. My mom always told me like you can't do something, but like I know I knew I knew what I knew. I knew I was good at communicating it to people, um, and. Uh, it was fun for me, you know? So when did you start getting into, um, so you got the urban wine tribe, you're the, you're the cornerstone wine connoisseur. Um, the tastings, like how did you start getting to the industry tastings and, and dinners and things like that? Well, so working at, again, a lot of this, you know, Magianos is yeah. a major play in my career, uh, even though they fired me the second time too. <laughs> Fuck them. But, <laughs> but uh, truth be told, um, how I so because I was such a good salesperson. Yep. I mean, cases of cake bread, cases of silver oak, cases of opus. I would win my way. Okay, got it. Into these wine dinners, yep. tastings. You know, top salesperson gets two tickets to this, this wine dinner every every month year. I was, you know, so so that was the start. Like got I got it. to see like that next, what that next level was like, you know what I mean? Um, and then, uh, and then, I, and then I took it upon myself. You know, I started, uh, you know, go, going by myself to wine festivals and uh, tastings and stuff like that. And um, although, you know. <laughs> It's not my style. I got to be honest with you. You know, I, I was seeking, I was seeking religion, mm. um, and and it it had a little bit of what I was looking for. It didn't have the people I was looking for, mm -hmm. and no uh, no disrespect whatsoever, but but the people that I grew up with and, and struggled with looked a little bit different. Yeah, you know, and and to me it was like. Well, I you know, there, there's a way for I I got to bring some of these people along. Like there, there's a way for me to bring people who share other interests that I like. There you go. You know, they they clearly have a sense of culture mm -hmm. and, and seek. You know, um, I don't want to say the finer things in life because for me, wine is very base. I try to keep it very base. Um, and if there was somebody who can 
put that in an easier way for people to understand, then we would see more diversity. When I first started making content, I saw very little diversity, 2017, on the social media landscape. And the, the little bit of diversity that I saw, I still found us trying to assimilate ourselves with the culture itself. I wanted to create my culture. Mm -hmm. I wanted to create a subculture of, within the wine industry and then bridge it and then let people seek their own religion within the wine industry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why, you know, to me, it made sense to do wine with cereal pairing, cake bread Chardonnay with Apple Jacks, which is delicious, by the way, believe it or not. <laughs> I mean, it goes, it's like apple pie, dude. Wow. That um, makes sense. Oh, it was so good. I, I can see Like, uh, and, you know, eating it like a bowl of, yeah, you know you what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and even... And, and I and I brought these for you, by the way. Oh, thanks, my man. You know, you know a little bit about them. These are my. Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna yes. My my wine comics. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean. So. Yeah. To me, this was a method of educating people like myself mm -hmm. a more base way mm -hmm. of wine education. Mm -hmm. You know, so like whether it was a snobby psalm who wants to correct how you pronounce everything. You know, or your friends who make fun of you for for drinking wine or rosé. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Or the rapper that thinks that you have to drink champagne and expensive wines in order to get a great wine experience. None of it true. And you know, and, and so my comic book is based on the fact that. To me, Assad, I wanna I wanna keep this fresh. My yes. comic book is based on me fighting the false. Yo, that shit says Fufu LaRue. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of the restaurant. I know, the name of the restaurant. <laughs> and so... Uh, here's that. Oh, thanks. Man. Um, so, you know, it, that's what um, my, my uh, wine journey has been about, just keeping wine base level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. my, that was a big fear for me, like uh, achieving like uh, psalm status. Yeah. I didn't want to get too far away right. from from my from my um, I don't want to say clientele. What's the word? From my following. Yeah, I mean you your, your, I mean? your tribe. I mean literally, that's I mean what has happened in the world. What social media has done is is it's it's you're, you're looking for your tribe, right? There's a book, matter of fact, great book, marketing book. I wish read called Tribes by Seth Godin, um, and it literally is about, um, you know, if you're going to do something, what do you say? Um, it's not memorable, but something that matters. Like, see, you do this because it mattered. You had a kind of a mission in this, right? Mm -hmm. And what you do is you create, you ship your work. And it's tough as we have these time fight, but like the right people will find you. If you if you're committed to the work you're doing and you're shipping high quality work, there is an audience for that, right? Um and you you've said this a few times, and and keeping it base and taking, you know, um a lot of the stuffiness out. I mean, I feel a little bit of stuffiness out of it, right? That was my thing with the black wine guy. I would start all the reviews with like uh, some song. It could be hip hop, but it would be, be a song. I curse. Um, I did use some classical terms, but then I was like, I was like, no, it's just a fucking, like think of a summer, like, like for me, here's Syrah. 
Here's my descriptor, Syrah. Um, it's a frosted blueberry pop tart with tar flex on it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so remember, as the summer was summer's hot, and they they doing the pavement right. and a pop tart. Imagine a pop tart falling on the pavement, picking it up. What would it smell? It tastes like a really good Syrah, a deep dark black blue fruit with tar in it, right? And people, because I know people have had a pop tart. It's about everybody in America's had a pop tart. Even the wealthiest person, they wanted one. They they traded for. They wanted a pop tart. You go in tar though. That's urban. Yeah, that's but tar's urban. urban. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta live in the city, right. really. Yeah, because to get that heat, that's something you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then there's tar, right? Um, so I think that you know, like you said, like what you're doing was your tribe, like, and it's okay, and it's not. I like what you said. Actually, it was to find the people to build bridges, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I built this for this people so we can all connect. Right. You know, anyone's welcome to join the Herbal Wine Tribe. Facts. You know? Um, so, like, that's dope. Are you still doing the graphic novel and comics or... I'll, and I'll, did you draw that? I did not draw okay. that. I had an art. I conceptualized it. I, I wrote it. Which is a real entrepreneur. Appreciate it. And I found someone yeah. super way more talented yeah. than I in that uh in that regard and created it for me. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, so so going back to, you know, you say Pop Tart. For me, you know, what I learned right away for I know I am moved by nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I love things that remind mm-hmm. me of my youth, you mm-hmm. know, cartoons mm-hmm. and candy and, you know, all, all you know, things like that. Um, and, and for me, like, you know, again, the comics, like we, we've all been there. We've all at some point or another appreciated that form of entertainment. Yes. You know, and, and growing up, you know, watching cartoons. And they the always Sunday had, comics when you were growing up, man. Weren't they the best? I, I, I thought, like, I, I'm like, am I weird? Like, am I a nerd that I, you know, at a young age, I'm taking my dad's newspaper and reading Sunday comics? But no. No. There's a lot Very of us, common, right? Yep. And, and if it's not that, it's Marvel and right. DC, right? It's Bazooka Joe Bazooka comics. Bazooka Joe, exactly. Right. Reading those, yeah. Right. So, you know, I, I, I just want to continue. I, I want to make content that people that comes from a relatable place. Got it. You know, even the, the, the wine hustler, you know, although it's I'm a little bit of a better bowler than my typical guest. Right. But we bring we bridge it in a way. So that way it's fair and fun. And it's not just one thing. It's a bunch of things. Cool. You know what? This together. is a good point to take a quick break, Jim. Uh, so we're we'll take a quick Break. We right back, my man JM, the wine hustler. Okay, it's obvious that I love Grenache, but I think by now you guys also know that I just love wine, and that's why on Saturday, November fourth, we are hosting a not just Grenache tasting in association with Grenache Fest. Once again, it'll be held at the Motor Co. in downtown Walla Walla, and tickets are just thirty-five dollars per person. And we will be featuring wines from some of the top producers in the Walla Walla region. Go to GrenacheFest.com to purchase your tickets today. Okay, we're back. So um, I love what you're saying about nostalgia and and how it's relatable and and like the the Applejacks and Chardonnay, particularly cake bread. Um, so you had went through a whole thing where you did, you've done some pretty iconic, because this is what you said, you'd stop at 7-Eleven. You, you have 
created some iconic pairings. And, and at one point, didn't someone basically steal from me? Like, I remember, like, you, like, stole from you. And I remember I was like, I love this guy because he's not taking, like, like you, like, went point, counterpoint, like Johnny fucking Cochran and put, I laid out the whole case. So what, what was that about? Like, you, tell people about, like, so, like, you got, you know, you're getting this reputation. That's right. You're getting this reputation. And then someone who had a bigger platform came at you, right? So I started making my wine reviews, my wine pairings, right? Wine and Chick-fil-A, wine and hot dogs, wine and uh, Sour Patch Kids, cereals, etc. Um, a journalist from the New York Magazine reaches out and says, I love what you're doing. Very cool. Um, I would love to talk to you more about what you're doing, whatever the case may be, you know? Reaches out. I don't see that message for maybe a month later. Mm -hmm. To which I reach out and say, thank you. Would love to connect. And this is early on in my content creation, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm just excited. Yeah, to you're get... like, oh, this is this is because when we're independent, we these breaks, this is big. Right. Yeah, we're like, this could be the break. Yeah, this, well, the next step, right? Um, so I'm reaching out, no response. Hey, just want to, no response. I, I do some research, or I don't know what happened. Maybe something came across my path, and I see wine and hot dogs. I'm like, huh. This is yeah, all right, not crazy, you know, I get it, you know, so I check it out, and it, it leads me to uh, a bunch of the different columns from New York Magazine, and they all have my pairings. Mm. Like, not even like, you know, already you stole the concept, right. okay, that's one thing. You're stealing pairing for pairing. Right. You know, like, and, and although the words are different, the essence is still... Well, there, that's, that's like, then I'm going to foo-foo this up. Right. But... You wasn't thinking about that shit. Right, right. So so this person, who is a very well-known author in this industry and has a book out there that that does that features these types of pairings. Um, you know, I I I, I so I, when I reached out to this person and like I was upset, you know what I mean? I'm an artist. I I I'm young. No, I'm, I'm not young. I'm young in the game, yes, you know. Yes. Yes. And I don't have these platforms, you know. Somebody from a New York magazine just comes and takes something like that and puts it on. Now it's their idea. Exactly. You know yep, what I mean? Yep. And I'm just somebody who's yep. copying off right. of that concept. Right. And, and it hit it hit me hard, MJ, because. Again, these pairings were built off of my struggle, mm -hmm. off of my survival. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When I left that restaurant with with a little sip of some what somebody else left over, you know what I mean? Like I one thing, you know, I I, I I never let my pride get the best of me. You know what I mean? Like I survived. It's, I did what I had to do, and then for this person who seemingly Hamptons. You know, uptown, uptown person, you know, would never have even came across this concept. They don't know what that struggle's like. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Yep. Um, so, you know, it was like now now this person is, is, is you know, is faking the funk a little bit. And, and and I had to let the world know. Yeah. You know, for better or worse, you know, the plenty of people were like, ah, you should just... I, I, as an artist, as a, as a per person who's passionate and, and about you know creation, I, I couldn't just not say nothing. But yeah. I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, actually. nah, man, because um, you know, you know um, 
I had a drop in Monday. Uh, Will Tell, who's a producer, he was in here. He was saying, and he, he we even talked about that. He said, you know, that and today's social media, that's the becomes the problem, right? People troll real creators, and then they got a bigger platform, and then uh, that happened with one of the things I did recently. Mm-hmm. Bigger platform, I was like, and someone who's one in my tribe was like. He's like, yo, didn't you start this? And they and they put on their, their post like uh, at Black Wine Guy, been doing this for like eighteen months, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And then, but you, but you, like you said, and everybody's on the bandwagon playing. And I'm like, do you think they fucking and that and fucking would come up with that language? Right. That that they would do that? exactly, exactly. Like you think Homegirl is, right. is really you right. know putting these putting these pairings together? No. Right. But you like. You are they are the antithesis of what I do and why. Right. Um, but I knew they I know they were clocking me. But anyway, it's all good. So I I was like, yeah, I remember, like, yeah, my man, I remember, and I and like and that is and that is that scary thing, right? Because how can it be perceived, right? Like, but the good thing is the one great thing about how we're building is you, we will have you have loyal people in the tribe who want to help protect the tribe, right? True. Um, so it's never like I hope I never get to that point unless it's a lot of money where I'm like worried about what I'm going to say right. too tough. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Too, too tough. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, it, it, it's it's the, the, the wine industry in the from the time that I started creating to now has come such a long way in creating diversity and mm-hmm. and making it more inclusive and seeing all different types of faiths faces and talented people that 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 look a little bit more like me and you yeah um which is a little untra- which is untraditional in the wine industry to see where it was when I first started to now um it's it's awesome and incredible and you know and and i can't help and 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 i hope you know this doesn't come off uh the wrong way i can't help but be proud to feel like i've put a little a a few bricks on this Mm -hmm. on this building also that you know we we've you know so many of us have set out to a build our own table yeah and then and then create an opportunity to for us to you you know to to borrow each other's platforms and create together you know as we have been doing you yeah know? yeah so 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 yeah you know it, it the 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 truth the truth always comes out you know what I mean I I, I had to get over that part you yep. know and, yep. and, and you know get back to the bigger picture yeah it's not about me you know it's about just getting content out there to the people and and growing the culture. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the the wine, yeah. So you went on like a little bit of a hiatus. I mean, you were on a hiatus. Like you have a very interesting. Like you you hibernate, man. Then you just come back with a. (laughs) 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 You know, you know, MJ. uh, I I I love to create, and I love you know. uh, One thing you know, when people always call me and how you doing. I'm always I'm always fighting a bear. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm always taking on, you know, looking to take on something bigger and better, you know, and, and constantly trying to challenge myself and, and push myself to different heights. 
um, I get bored easily, you know. So when I'm doing something and I get I get good at it, I guess I'm like, all right, what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so you know, every once in a while, I take a step back. You know, I don't like traveling the road. Um, that you know, I, I like traveling the road less traveled. Okay. So whenever people are going one direction, I'm looking the other way. Like, what can I do that's different from what's going on? Um, and, and the the reviews were cool, and I was doing the 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 wine and food pairings and the the, the vlogs, going from different businesses and stuff like that. Traveling, we were doing the travel show, which was awesome, and I will continue to do that every chance I get. Yeah. Um, but uh. I've had the opportunity to sit with uh, some television networks and producers, TV executives who, you know, have shown an interest in my brand and, um, you know, but still have yet to see what it is that they want from me, I I suppose. Right. Obviously. Right. Right. Um, And so I just continue to, to, what's my next thing? What do I want to bury myself into? Mm -hmm. You know? And and ultimately, dude, like, if it's fun, I'll I'll do it. Like, I don't care. You know, it's, I just, I just like uh, constantly pushing the envelope and keeping people on their toes, you know? Uh, Yeah. It's fun to me, man. Yeah. So then the wine hustler is kind of right now, like a Venn diagram of your life, right? So you got you got you got your wine, you got your bowl, and, and you got the hustle part. Of hustle, it. yeah, you know. Um, when when um, like when did an idea pop into your head? Look at the color on that Saint Laurent. Very underrated mm. grape, and, and, and country and region. Yeah, I mean, like this is like. I mean, this is a this is a Skernick wine. Was about twenty five bottle. This was was uh, twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, yeah, about twenty dollars bottle. Like uh, yeah. hard pressed to find a Pinot Noir, right? That would be this good at this price. As soon as we got in here, I cracked the bottle, let it breathe a little bit, right? Yep. And and, and I could smell it right away. It was it was on the young side, mm-hmm. but I knew, yeah. I knew. Just let it sit for a little bit. You're gonna get something out of this, baby. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yes. Um. And you know what, man? Let's do the wine education. So, like, because there's people, who, I got I'm, there's people who don't. And nothing wrong, but I drink what I drink. But I also drink across the board. But there's people who've never heard of Saint Laurent. I'm sure there's someone who's listening to this podcast who's never heard of Saint Laurent. One hundred percent, and nothing to be ashamed of. Right. Um, they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. You can't find them at just any liquor store. True. True. You know, you have to go to a, a, a liquor store that really seeks out. Wine so you urban as fuck. He's like liquor store. He said, he said, he said <laughs> find yourself a trusted wine merchant. He said, he said, he's called a liquor store. He goes to his wife at a liquor store. <laughs> I you love know, it. I, I, I still, I still be popping into the bodegas like, what we got up in here, Poppy? You got anything good? But um, yeah, you got, you got to find, you know, your shops and boutiques, yeah. um, you know, nearby that that that. A, not only sell different types of wine from different parts of the world, but also, again, invest in employees that have the knowledge that are willing to take the time with you. Isn't that the best, finding a little shop and like, but you know, I don't know, if you're like me, I do like to browse first, you know, and sometimes you run into shops, they be all up on you, I'm like, yo, B, I'm Mm -hmm, good, man. mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, man. 
I, I just, I'm like, I'm really just looking right now, man. I'm just yeah. seeing what you got. And, and then, but then once you see something, I'll invite you over, but then you're like, oh, you got a St. Laurent. And then when that person runs over in the unexpected place, that's what I love too, right? right. Like you said, like a liquor store, right? That has good wine because they move so much scotch and beer. So their rep from February Alley, they're just popping shit in there. Mm -hmm. You're like, what the fuck they doing with this here? This, right. This yep. corner store. Yep. And then when yep. the person, there's somebody in there who actually cares. That's 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 beautiful. And, and, and it's a big part of the education process. You know, I, I urge people all the time, like, f take the time to find a good store and, and find you somebody who's going to take a little bit of time to just give you some gems, give you a little bit of knowledge here and there, who's going to learn what it is that you like. Um, and, and, you know, it, it just, it just keeps the, uh, keeps the education process moving along. So many times people buy a, what they think is a nice bottle of wine. They don't like it. And they're like, wine sucks. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it, it's, it's a tricky game. You know, this, this wine, I, I, I compare it to gambling because, you know, if, in order for you to really learn this, uh, culture, you have to be willing to try stuff that a you're not probably not going to like. Yep, and you have to eventually build yourself to a to a place where even if you don't like it, you can understand why people appreciate it and what is good about it, despite how you feel. Yep, you know, you get you remove the emotionality that mm -hmm. you know when when it hits a home run for you, that's great. But when it doesn't, can you dissect? What about it that other people may like? Mm -hmm. That was a big part of being a salesperson. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can't just sell you what I like. I got to got you're You're a scotch drinker. Okay, well, then you might like this. Oh, you like uh, pina coladas? You're probably going to like something like this. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, this is a great point. I always say something similar about that. Like, just because you don't like it means it's a bad bottle of wine, right? And... There are some of the top wines in the world that are very expensive, hundreds of dollars of hundreds of dollars a bottle or more. I, I, it's not anything you've had the money that I'd buy, I would buy because my palate, it does not really excite my palate. But, but if it has every hallmark note that that wine's supposed to have, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to say, well, that's a well-made wine. I don't have to like it, but I can see why critics like, this Italian wine, it's 99 points. It's way too earthy. It's way, you know, it's way too this. It's way too leathery for me. But that's what that wine does because where it's grown. So it's on point. And that's, like you said, it is like gambling, right? Um, and you got to be, and I, what I love about what you do is what you're doing is, listen, man, it's 20 bucks. If you don't like it, just pour it down the drain. Don't force yourself to drink it. Like drink it, take some notes on it. Take some notes on it, even if they're mental, of what you didn't like, you know. But then don't, 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 because, and that's the biggest thing. Most people, like you said, like, what's the biggest, what's the biggest, I can say this, I know you know this. What's the biggest misconception about Riesling Jam? It's sweet. Yep. You say Riesling, huge percent of public. Oh, no, no, I don't want anything sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've never even had a sweet Riesling, to be honest with you. Right. Because the truck and bear now is this big, and it's like 150 bucks a bottle. You've never actually had sweet Riesling, you went to old people. It, you know? it, it's tough, you know. Like, people grow up, they, they, you know, their first experiences with wine are usually cheap, inexpensive wine. Yep. Um, 
uh, I just blanked for a second. Sorry. But, um, you know, usually their, their, their first experience is cheap. It's Franzia box. Right. We take it out of the china cabinet and put it on ice when the guests come over. Right. And then, God forbid, they actually go out and spend some extra dollars. That's the biggest thing, man. And then it's, it doesn't hit. doesn't hit. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you're like, you know, this isn't, maybe this just isn't for me. Right. I, you know, I suggest, you know, that's why, you know, I start with the grocery, grocery mm -hmm. store one. Small investments to find, to start to find where you're at. The importance of wine education is so that you can... As you learn more, you can take more educated guesses. That gamble is a little bit less. Because he's playing more blackjack. Right. right? Where you can, you can, you're you playing can the, the numbers yeah, now. Exactly, exactly. Right. When you know that certain countries are, you know, Germany's better. I know you're recently. a big one, Chile, but you, I know you love Chilean wine. love so Chilean so. wine, the Carmineres. Yeah. For me, the red wines, yeah. nice medium body, affordable. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's about gaining that knowledge. So you're like, all right, you know. Argentinian wines, a little red wines, a little earthy, a little gravelly, Gravel, yep. a little smoky, right? Um, Chard uh, you know, California wines, uh, very oaky and full-bodied and heavy, you know. So the more you educate yourself about those regions, you start making more educated guesses, and it becomes less of a gamble. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of gambling, so you, how – I'm like – Pitch me on the wine hustler. Like, what was the, how'd it come together, man? You're like, you're up one night, I don't know, you're smoking a blunt, you're drinking some wine, you're like watching old Mark Roth bowling videos or some shit. Pete Weber. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I had, like I mentioned before, I had a couple of meetings with TV execs. Okay. Um, Food Network, Netflix. And, you know, one thing that, 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 um, stuck with me. This one executive said, we don't need another Anthony Bourdain. We need a John Michael. And I'm like, damn. You know, like, not that I ever thought that I was trying to be Anthony Bourdain, but I got it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I got it. Like, well, what, what, what is it about me that, you know, because I'm not Kevin Hart, right? Like, right. I can't just roll on the scene with a wine show. Right. I mean, that's, and that's, that's, I mean, that hurt. Like, sometimes, like, I appreciate that, but, like, like, you, like, dude, I, you, like, you just, like, we yeah. out here, and you're like, dog, you don't know shit about wine, first of all. <laughs> you're a bunch of millionaires. Exactly. Just drinking like, wine because you can afford it. Like, you don't, you don't know the. Like, you ain't never served, like you said, you ain't never served no bottle of wine, nobody, facts. right? I, I'm not hating, but, like, but, like, we are su in such a, on one level, the 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 positive and negative social media is like we have a platform, but also the people who are already big have just moved to a platform and they just can do shit. And people, the eyeballs go there, and and it, and and I know I go through. Like, I'm like, you know, your shit's good. You're out there hurt, and you've been in it. And like, you're like, damn, another fucking celebrity right, wine show, right? <laughs> so anyway, so, 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 you know, and, and this was before I even saw that, but to me, it was like, I got to create something that only I can do it. And it has to be mine. And that's the key. Go ahead, man. Finish that. So, so, you know, so I was like, what separates me from everybody else? My background, my story. Yep. 
Um, and this bowling thing is interesting, you know, like I, I don't even bowl anymore like that, to be honest with you. Um, but you know, I thought, you know, and, and I think about these formats, one show I love, uh, the, the hot wings, hot, ones, yeah, hot ones, yeah. you know, and it's such an interesting concept. It's a interview show, but it's a break in the monotony of an interview process where, you know, like we have wine here. Well, you're supposed to never, ever eat on Right, because you know you're chewing, but that right there is a disrupt. But this, but but what it does is, excuse me, the the wings, the hotness of the wings forces you to drop your guard, and by those by towards the end, you're just saying anything, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you're you're really vulnerable right. to almost any question, and I saw that parallel with wine, right? Like yep. as you drink, you start getting a little loose. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Yep. So that was already there. Then you throw in the competition aspect mm -hmm. of something like, and it could have been anything, right? Bowling, pool, air hockey. But for me, you know, because I had to be true, you know, I had to tell my story. And through bowling, I can, I can do that along with create parallels to wine and life in general. Because it's all connected. And I mean, that is unique. Like, so... That is unique. Like, like you're like, oh, because when you think of, when you look at typical wine TV, you wouldn't expect it in a bowling alley. You just, just, you just don't. Right, it's, uh, it's off the radar. Right, most people think beer and yes. bowling. Right, yeah. Budweiser. Mm-hmm. You should pay me Anheuser Busch, but like, <laughs> what, like, what do they have in bowling alleys? Like, you know, you got Budweiser and Miller Lite. Yeah, well, now, now the you know, they have, might, uh, in Jersey, you might have some craft IPA. Yeah, IPA. Yeah, it's getting very hipsterish in the bowling alley these days. <laughs> 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 so, um, tell people about the like a run of show, a, a run of show for the wine hustle. What it's going to look like when they get to see? Because I know you edited a couple episodes, but yeah, right. So, so right now, what we're building is a three, a three episode pilot series. Yeah. Um. So what you're going to get is you're going to get interesting and fun guests. Um. Not all wine people, and not necessarily, you know. So far, the two guests that I've had. Don't understand, you know, don't aren't from the wine culture whatsoever. And that's what it's supposed to be like bringing people who, you know, are, you know, creating an opportunity to educate interesting influencers, artists, musicians, um, coming to that platform that you're going to get to know them as a person. You're going to get to see them a little tipsy, you know, with their guard a little down, right? Um, a little loose. And then you're going to get to see them in the heat of competition. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because those are three different those are three different people right there, right? Like when you go to an interview any of any type, whether it's a podcast, yeah, job you're, interview, you're coming to put your best it's foot your forward. It's your representative, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're going to meet the representative, right? Then as the wine kicks in, you're going to start to meet the person. Right? Then once the wine kicks in, now we get into the bowling and he's going to be that by that time that person is going to be even more sauced and now you're going to see them in the heat of competition so you're going to see three different versions of each guest and they're going to go up against me and we're going to bowl um i do what i can to make it more fair you know give them some type of advantage um and it's for high stakes if you will you know there's always something on the line you know if they beat me they get something for me if i beat them Etc. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it, it's pretty fun. I I, I uh, we've shot two episodes. We're getting ready to shoot uh, a third, hopefully soon. I have so much fun, dude. You get you you get to see. You've been a part of it, and we appreciate having you. You've uh, MJ has been stealing the show. Nah, I don't know um, about that, but but we had a, we had a great time uh, the last time. Yeah, I was glad you reached. As you know, man, and and I, I was glad you reached out. I was honored the first time and the second time. I I just listen because I know, man. Like this is this is self finance, man. Like, bro, you call me. He's like, listen, man. I know this is short notice. I need you. I need you. <laughs> I like. I got you, Jim. Yeah. I got you. It, it, and it's you know it, it's so crazy what goes on behind the scenes with these things. You know what I mean? Like trying to do so many things at once, and you're grabbing at straws, and you're you're like you know before you know it. You know, it's almost showtime, and you're like, "Damn, I still have a bunch of things that I need to." It, it's crazy. Um, I, I again, my show, that show, it really focuses on how people are under pressure. I really like that. And I, like, I've been a part of it. Been a part of the first two episodes. Yep. And I just show up. I have a switch. I can flip. I can go. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, oh yeah, that's what he's doing. Right? Like, like I, I didn't even like. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know. I listen. We start playing some sports, I, I change. Yep. Now I'm playing sports and I'm and I'm I'm intoxicated. <laughs> yep. Right. Now it's a different person. It's a completely different right. person. This is a competitive drunk uncle. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you say, you know, in, in, in the last episode we had goods, yeah. the rapper. Uh, and yo, that it, battle rap was coming out. He was talking so much. He's, so yo. much smack. Yo, he was like, boy, it's like, this is how you do it. Threw the shit and walked and turned. And closed <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he was like grandstanding. Shout cr- out to Shout Cracking out. on me while yeah, I was yeah, trying was. to bowl. Exactly. He was like straight up. Yo, it was so much fun. And that's what the show is about. Like, you know, towards it, it starts off as like a, a formal interview. Yes. And uh, then, welcome and, to the world of wine. I'm right. JM, your host. Right. <laughs> and then by the end, it's like, motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> Pop that shit around here. You know? Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a great show. I, I I mean I love it. You know what I mean. My my wife loved. She loves the concept. She's excited about it. Speaking of that, like you're sticking it for the other man. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the support you get oh, from your wow. lady, man. Come on now. I I, I really appreciate that. Uh, you know I I I don't know. Uh, I, I hate. It's tough for me to talk about her. Yeah. Um, cause I'm so, so lucky and, 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 and I hope everyone, you know, has experienced this and has someone like this in their life, but I'll be honest with you, you know, um, she has been a huge part of this process. She has con- pushed me. Um, she be- believes in everything that I- I'm working towards. You know, I, I-, I say, uh, you know, all women want a king, but they don't always know what to do if they were to get one. You know, this woman, you know, uh, she makes it easy for me to chase my dreams. Mm. You know, she... Uh, it, 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 it was really a cheat code for anyone who is, uh, you know, chasing dreams and pursuing something that, you know, they, they don't think that, you know, never thought was possible. It's amazing to have someone that that believes 100% that you can not only can it be done, it's you're the person that can do it. You know, um, it, this world would, you know, life is so much easier when you have someone 
that believes in you 100%. And, and, I, and I have that. I'm very lucky. Uh, she is incredible. Yeah. I mean, you said it, right? Like, it's hard when you tell people, mm, I think I could have a really good TV show on lifestyle and culture. And have someone believe you. Like, I mean, I mean, because let's look at how hard. I don't know if it's easier now with social media. I mean, it's now there's more eyeballs and more attention. But like, it's always been hard to be in this field. But to have someone really in your corner, I mean, I see that every time I've been on set, man. She's like, what do you need? <laughs> Toweling you off, got your towel, getting you water, like running around. I mean, and this is a very strong, successful woman, right? Like, she, she ain't like, you know. So, so you know, so when we do these shows... Um, she has a full-time, very real and good job. Um, but every time we have a show, guess what? She takes off. She does the catering. She does wardrobe. She does makeup. She's on set. You know, uh, it, 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 it's amazing um, to have someone to have someone like that. I, I've, you know, through this journey, you know, I was single when I started. You know, and I've and I've dated women who kind of hinted at like, so when does the make believe, you know, yeah, come to an yeah, end? Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, it's a little fun, right? Like this is cute, but what what what's the real plan here? And it's like, no, this is <laughs> this is the plan, <laughs> you know, um, to have somebody who who sees it and and believes in you like that, you know, it's priceless, dude. Uh, it's priceless. So, so I appreciate you bringing her. Her name is Jessica. Yes, shout uh, out to Jessica. My my, my entire world. I, I mean, I, I you know it. it Dude, it, I come on set. Like, I remember she's like, "Oh, it's so nice to meet you, MJ." I'm like, "It's like, I'm like, I'm just making me feel special." I'm like, "Look, I'm just a, I'm just a dude, man. I'm here. I like this stuff. I, you know, and I'm glad what I." Stuff I'm doing resonating to people, but like she really, she is truly that person in all aspects of life. Like she just lifts people up. Her family, friends. If you're doing something, she is genuinely interested and wants to encourage you with everything she has inside of her. And, and there's not too many people like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I, as much of a dreamer as I am, you know, um, you know, sometimes I I, I kind of let my own thoughts get in my own way. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? And and, and she's there to remind me, like, well, you, you you're doing everything right. Just keep going. You know, just don't stop. You know what I mean? The only thing that the only thing she bothers me is about is like you haven't you haven't done something lately. Let's you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's do something. Yeah, you can't be sitting around uh, on hiatus too you know long I mean? here, bruh. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. the, the streets the streets is waiting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, babe, you're right. You're right. Let me go on the project. Um, speaking of projects and everything, but like I also noticed, like um, we talking. I don't know if we talked in the warm up or you were here early, but um. I know you did like a trip to the longer dock, which was a press trip, man, which was, and, and, and when you're on the road, what's your equipment? Um, so on the road, um, it depends, it depends on the situation, but the best thing I, I mean, the phone is like, mm -hmm. I, I've, 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 um, surrendered to the phone. <clears throat> I've, I have a nice, uh, nice Canon camera, um, that is heavier than I should have bought it to all to all content creators starting out. Start off with a lighter camera. I thought I wanted this heavy duty mm -hmm. joint, and it's not it. But um, if it, if it's not that, it's my um, GoPro. 
Yep. I have a GoPro set up mm-hmm. um, with mics mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Um, but uh, when I'm shooting, you know, I, I, I do bring the, the Canon camera when I travel. Uh, the, the, that press trip was different. So like Portugal, we had a show in Portugal. We had a show in Italy. Mm-hmm. I bring the cameras for that. But if it's just a press trip, it's just the GoPro uh, equipment and the phone. Yeah. Taught yourself how to use all this shit, right? Taught myself everything, dude. I, I mean, when 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 I first started, I was the guy that was anti-social media, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want you to know where I'm at. I don't, you know, I want to be caught up in the moment, this, that, and the other. And then I got to a point in life where I realized, dude, everything that you think is wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, everything that you think has gotten you here, and this sucks. So change how you think. Mm. If you think that social media sucks, and you now you think the other way. Social media is it. It's your ticket out. You know what I mean? Like, you, I've buried myself in life so bad that you better start to love social media because it is the best chance you got. I, I'm with you on, listen, I'm with you on, on, on like... I, for all my education, I like no pension. Like this is it. This is my shot. This like is it. this is how I get out. This is That's how, right. you know, for years never had no health insurance. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm like that dude, right? I am. And, and it's and and people and even people, you know, with me, they're like, dude, you got a law degree. Why you never lawyer? Because I should never fucking went to law school and never want to fucking be a lawyer, <laughs> right? And it sounded cool, but like, but like, you know, my age, I'm like, I got no pension. Got no four hundred one k, but I have this thing and it's got some track same as you and and I see a path and I love what you said like just keep moving yeah keep moving and, and then and, and, and it was because I was is because I got on this track and I stayed focused that was able to attract a a person like that yep you know what I mean she would not have accepted me as I was with no motivation, with no direction. Like I could not, you know, it just wouldn't have happened. So, so that's one. Um, and the fact, you know, going back to, you know, when I decided to pursue this career of wine, you know, because I found something that I was so passionate about, it was easy to learn photography and videography and editing. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking hard. No, I know what you mean. You know, right. you know, um, right. it's a very hard thing to learn how to do. But when you have something that you love, it makes it it makes the process so much more possible and easier. I wholly agree. You know, when I had to go through when I had my transition and I you know, ran out of production money, I had to start. I had to learn how to edit. And I don't, I'm not the best here, but like, let me tell you something, man. I'm watching videos. I'm figure. I'm you figure it out when you when you're locked in on your goal. You you begin to figure things out. And like I said, it. Because it's in service of a bigger goal, mm-hmm. then it, it's not it's 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 okay, right? Like like I tell people like I'm not trying to be an editor. And we have a lot from Slash. I'm like, when someone I'll get a comment like, oh, he calls himself a wine guy and he didn't know that I'm like, dude, I'm not a master of wine, don't want to be a master of wine, but I've sat down with Master of Wine and we can talk about wine. And they're like, you know a lot about wine, MJ, and that's all I need and care about. But more importantly, I I uh, want to bring this to people who if if you're bothered because I didn't know a, a, a small producer in Germany, fuck you. This isn't the show for you, bro. Right. There's lots of other content out there you could watch. That's right. You know what I mean? I'm not your cup of tea. It, it, it's not even about you know for for me and, and this goes for you as well. 
we're vehicles to the people who want this information. That's it. We're, we're, we're a way, you know, I can take this information from, uh, I can sit with a master psalm, take in what they're giving me, and then filter it in a way that you can appreciate it as well. You know, if if you're not in that culture, you know, yourself. And and that's what we are. We're bridges. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And, and, and how close you want to be to that side of the bridge is, is your business. And that's cool, too. Yeah. These are my people over here. You know what I mean? And, and, and I want to I bring the worlds together so that way if they think that I am not it, they can come to y'all. You know what I mean? Like... Keep going, keep going in, on your journey, and 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 learn more about wine than I'll ever know. Um, but at the same, you know, all it is for me is when I go to these wine events, I want to see, I want to see more people that look like me and, and, and like what I like, and I want to hear some of the music that I like to hear, and you know what I mean. I want to, I want this to be more about my daily, you know, my daily life and all the things I love about it. Yeah, yeah, man. It is at the end of the day, a beverage that how, should be shared. How did you? How did you get your start in wine? What was? What was? Oh, uh, I I fell into it. I mean, that's just that's just is dumb luck. Like, knew someone who knew someone knew someone who. What knew, was your job before a wine industry job? I uh, worked for Reebok. I was a, uh, what you call a tech rep. So, I would go around. I was in Philadelphia. Got out of law. Get out of law school. And I'm going to go work for Reebok because I had, I was an athlete and I love sneakers and I was in a sneaker culture back then. And, and uh, you know, uh, the field service rep is what it was called, the tech rep. You know, sales would go and you go to all the accounts and it was education and teaching them about, well, this has this type of foam in the midsole and it has this lacing system. And this is why this is good and this is bad. And this is our casual and, and this and this wicks moisture. Like I was that guy. I was I was a running geek. I was kind of an athlete, right? I was an athlete and running geek. And then I was living in Philadelphia, didn't want to be in Philly, had been hanging out with John Capon. His family owns Acker Wines. And he was taking over business. He's like, yo, come up here and you'll drink the finest wines in the world on a nightly basis. I never, I used to hang out with him. We used to smoke blunts and drink 40s. <laughs> Came up here, went to work, and then like had DRC like within a month. You know, and that and that's just and that's because and I didn't go to that's because I dated a woman who went to a high end Ivy League school. I didn't, you know, I'm, I went I went to state school for you know what I mean for both. You know, although Rutgers is kind of dope for a state school for grad school, but 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 you know what I'm saying. So it was just life is um, so much. There's just luck, and then um, being willing. It's 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 being willing to explore, right? Like I'm like I don't know shit about wine, but I'd rather be in New York than Philadelphia, and. Um, yeah, this could be cool. And then I got into wine. I was like, "Yo, this is dope." Who's your Who's your You've had some You've had some pretty awesome guests on your show. I'm a big fan of Gary V. Yep. Um, I know. I've seen you shoot. I saw the footage you shot in there. I was talking to Brandon the other day. He's like, I was like, I'm sitting down with JM. He's uh, like, Oh, we love JM. <laughs> uh, shop plenty of stuff at Wine Library. Who would be your dream get at this point? Who would you love to have on this show? Oh man, you know, there's so a lot of people. I was thinking about this because I was meeting with a production company the other day and I mean Barack Obama he's an interesting character and he does like white burgundy um, and just growing up I'm 55 and growing up every comedian from the time I was born it was always a joke about a black president I'm never gonna have a black president 
Never, never, ever, 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 never. And then, like, I remember that night, November 2008. I was in LA. I remember where I was, man. And, Same. And, and, like, I was like, I cried. I was like, holy. And, and you know why I cried? Not because I, I cried because I, at that point, I realized anything was possible. Like, you can't, it, like, like, we, Listen, it's hard for people of color, but we can't use that shit anymore. Like we had, we had a black. Like for me, that's why I cried. I was like, "Oh my god, anything is possible." Like it was palpable. I'm getting goosebumps. Like that's what it said to me. It was like, "Holy shit!" Because I was like, "These white people running around, they are not going to vote." I was like, "I was like, it's not going to go down." I was like, "It's not going to go down." And I wasn't even on board at first. I was so I was like, mm. even though I knew he was going to run for president way back in '04, because. He had a podcast when he became a senator. He's a very smart dude. Mm. So I would love to talk to him because he had a podcast early and um and he and 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 uh you know, I'd love to drink with him and see him get loose. I think you I could get him to say motherfucker or some other <laughs> some other cool shit. He, he, when you <laughs> asked me who would I who would I wanna drink with, he was up there on my list too. Yeah, uh yeah. you know, I, I I it would have to be drink and smoke. There would have to be an agreement. Yeah, right. There. So then <laughs> and then like then I was saying about like the other day I was saying, Well, Quincy Jones is still alive. People don't realize Quincy Jones is so influential in the music. Uh, then I saw Morgan Freeman just became Wine News Daily, uh, Grand Siecle. He's the spokesperson for him. Mm. And Morgan Freeman reminds me of, of me and you because he didn't get his big break till he's like in his 40s. He'd been working. Yep. yep. He's on an electric company, but like he didn't get his big break. It was a movie called Street Smart, 1987. Didn't get his big break till then. And then like, so um, there's lots of lessons could be had there. I mean, um, yeah, those would be two people that uh, you know, Quince. Those three, Quincy, would be amazing, um, and because they're going away. I mean, Quincy's older, you know. I don't know how sharp he is still. Um, I, I <laughs> I've heard him in a few interviews. Uh, well, and then and, and also he's loose. Yeah, he, days, yeah, yeah. He's loose. Yeah, exactly. So you know, <laughs> but like when you go back working with Frank Sinatra, how you work from with Frank Sinatra to 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 Michael Jackson to to Usher to freaking Tevin. I mean, like he's discovered to everybody. Fucking Quincy Jones. And I love music. It's fucking Quincy Jones. One, yeah. man. You know, I love. It's, yeah, that's what I love about JM. JM. JM is one of the few people who could turn a question on me I'm going to answer it like well, most people come and try that shit I'm like nah <laughs> but, I, but uh, yeah no so yeah and just um, I can't only imagine what it would be like because um, I have my theories on why Barack Obama was able to achieve what he was able to achieve because um, he actually is uh, African American he's not black American he didn't you know he, he, his, he has no no slave DNA in his blood. Zero. So when you talk about trauma, they say trauma travels with the DNA. He has none of that because his father was from Kenya. From Kenya, came to America to go to grad school. Mm -hmm. Grew up in Hawaii. Homogenous society just has so many, the most multicultural society. And you know what I mean? So he doesn't, like, I don't think he was, that's my theory. This is something people like, that's why I love talking about, like, does, does that affect him? You know what I mean? Like, you know, come on, you're from Puerto Rico. You know, like, that's a, it's a territory, man. It's not like people, I'm like, the United States owns Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. It's a territory. Mm -hmm. And people, like, haven't gone to law school, like, you understand these definitions. Where, where you know, the, 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 the sad truth is that p places like Puerto Rico are influenced, 
you know, the, the, the culture has been manipulated. Exactly. You know, and, and you know, so, so, so everything from the, from obviously the government to religion. Right. You know, has been, has been infiltrated and, and, and compromised in some way. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, uh, so these would be, and this is like, as we're coming up towards the end of the show, like these are the deeper conversations. It's more, and I think that's what you're doing. It's not just about wine. Love the wine. We've talked about wine, but like building bridges and, and hoping people would take to come away from this and think about like, well, I never thought about that. I never thought about pouring into territory. I never yeah. thought about why Barack Obama actually is an Af like little legit African American, right? Yeah. Like, like um, I don't think people think about that. Uh, uh, again, for me, you know, people people come to me and they say, "Man, JM, you you really love wine. I didn't know you loved wine so much." And my answer is, I'll be honest with you, I love a lot of things, right. and a lot of those things more than wine. For me. I use wine as a vehicle to cross those bridges, yeah. Yeah. you know, to bring people together. Like, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I have friends of all walks of life, like everyone else. Right. Um, and, and for me, you know, the, the people that I choose to educate, it's not to keep them to myself. I'm not trying to be the savior of any sort. Yeah. I'm trying to open up the world and the perspective um, that people have and, and, and direct them. You know what I mean? It's this way. You know, there's more. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's and, and, and that's what I'm about. You know, I, I want to do a lot of things, dude, in the wine industry and the in many industries, you know, but but I enjoy this and I enjoy um, the creativity it allows me and gives me and the opportunity to meet the people that it it uh, it uh, entices. Yeah. I mean, that's spot on for me. Like the first article that someone wrote about me was, thank you, R.H. Drexel, wrote it for JebDunnick.com and it was chatting with MJ Tyler, the intersection of wine and music. I'm a, I'm a music dude, man. I have like fucking 800 vinyl records damn right like Word. like and from and all from classical to old school hip-hop to couple country albums like just mm -hmm. willie Nelson. you know what i mean the classic rock i'm a big classic, classic yeah rock me guy. me and will tell we're talking about that i mean like classic rock when i'm in the car most of the times it's classic rock because it reminds me of a kid am radio growing up early mtv like People say what I mean. MTV. I was fourteen when it came out, man. So I didn't care if the music arts were all white. I was like, holy shit, this is like the radio on TV. It was yeah. just cool, right? And that's what we were talking about at school the next day. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, wine for me has been that thing, like you, where I can come together with people, and then people are like, oh, like, like look, and and I'm no good for like, oh, I didn't know black people like. I'm like, I don't. There's people get offended. I'm like. No, I'm glad we're here. We talk. I'm glad this wine made you comfortable enough to ask that question. Right, actually, sometimes right. <laughs> it's bringing out some truth. It's about some truth now, right? So we, like, oh, that, that's what it is for me, man. Like you know, and and, and you know, you you were a part of our last episode yep. with Goods. Yep. You know, Goods is notoriously known for drinking Hennessy. Yep. You know, and and, and I always noticed that as I got into more, I got into wine. I'm like, you know what I love about wine? It doesn't make me act like that. That's it. I tell people, never seen a fight break out in a wine tasting. Right. You know what I it's mean? It's a different, it's a different and, injection. And, and, right. The same thing with smoking weed. I ain't never seen two potheads fighting. You yep, know what yep, I mean? Yep. 
Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's the vibe. It's you know what vibe. I mean? Yeah. It, it's for a, a good wine. It, it, it takes you places and it makes you happier there. Yeah, and then the ability to, um, you know, just sip on it, right? Like. And enjoy these wines over the course of two hours, like we have. Right, right. Yeah, you know, doing doing shots. I get it. I guess I get it. I did it. But uh, you know, it, 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 the the quicker you try to get there, the more damage you do. It's, it's just not as fun to me. Like you know, I like to sip. I like to to gradually get into that nice buzz yeah. and enjoy my night. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, man. So listen, we're gonna do uh, this. This now updated segment because <laughs> somebody bit my shit, so I had to pivot. That's all good. And you know, it's one of those late nights with smoke is sitting on the couch, and 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 I'm getting ready to cut cable, but I'm glad I had because it's this thing on my cable. It's called Twenty Four Seven Laughs, and I shared this in another episode. And Tosh Two Point was on, so I've seen Beavis and Butthead, and 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 it's the same. It's the same thing I used to do, but he gave me the new verbiage. So I'm gonna give you three wines, right? So the game is called Slap, Lick, Fondle. Okay. Three wines. Slap, Lick, Fondle. So which one do I like the most? Uh, probably Lick and Fondle are the ones you like. Slap, Slap is like no good. Get you know, out I of mean, my although, face. although, I mean, unless you like, this is gonna be your Slap, Lick, Fondle. But it, right. if you want to be like, I like Slap that. I mean, Slap could be Slap. Right. I mean, That's what I'm trying to I'm figure just, out. I'm saying we're talking. Rick James, five fingers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, gotcha. yeah, yeah. We talk. Yes, we talk. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, all right. So, uh, Sangiovese, Pinot Noir, Syrah. Who are you slapping? Who are you licking? Who are you fondling? All right, I'm slapping Sangiovese. Like, I get it. Sangiovese to me is like grandma's wine, okay. you know, yeah. grandma's table wine that, you know, it, you're glad to have it. You're glad it's there if there's nothing else. You feel fancy. It's Chianti, right? You know yeah. what yeah. I mean? But like that was like the that was like what I first started drinking, you know, and it was never great. It was always a big old jug of it. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to slap Sangiovese. Okay. I am going to... Marry Pinot Noir. Well, no, we're not. That's not. We're not. Doing uh, not marry. Not marry. I know. See, we're not. We cannot. I can't do FMK no more. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. lick and fondle. I know. Lick and fondle. So I'm going to. Uh... And this is why I like this was even more because this actually makes people think like lick and fondle. Yeah. Marrying FMK is. And I, I, I'm thinking it's fair because like it's actually almost too easy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fondle. Syrah. Okay. No, I'm gonna lick Syrah because Syrah is nasty and dirty sometimes. You know? There you go. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Pinot Noir. You know. Yeah, you get you get you get you get you get some from some. You know, you get a, you get a you get Syrah from you Cornas, Saint Joseph. You're like you kind of dirty. Right. You could bring Pinot Noir home to mom. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah so that's a, family friendly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, no matter what you like, Pinot Noir, <laughs> Syrah is nasty. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, that might just be for you only. <laughs> Late nights on the low. <laughs> that's yes, where I'm going with yes, it. Yes, I love it. That's, that's, what, that's what I love it. I love, love, love it. All right, man. And, Jam, last question. What 
like the only few uh, written questions. What are you most excited about in the future? Man, I, I'm most excited that I don't know what the fuck the future holds, man. Mm. Like, I, I just love the fact that it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to, it's not going to make me, it's not going to, It's. I, I'm not afraid of it. You know what I mean? I'm not afraid of the unknown. I'm not afraid of any challenges that come that come um, uh, towards me. I, uh, I I continue to work hard and, you know, I try to continue to develop uh, to be a better person. And I'm confident with everything inside of me that everything I'm doing is going to lead towards a better future. Um, so therefore, I, I welcome it with open arms and I'm excited to see what's in store for me and Urban Wine Tribe and um, and those who uh, who involve themselves in, in, in my life and my journey. Yeah, Jim, that's what's up, man. So listen, um, tell people how they can find you, where they can be a part of what you're doing, Urban Wine Tribe, Wine Hustler. How can they find you and stay in touch with you? Uh, so uh, on all social media platforms, you could find me at Urban Wine Tribe TV, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Um, stay tuned for the Wine Hustler. Um, we're getting ready to wrap up the three-episode trailer, uh, which MJ is a part of. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to be doing some parties and um, viewing parties and, and merch and stuff like that. It's, it's it's a journey and we have a ways to go, but it's awesome. It's great. I'm really excited to put this together and share this with the world. Awesome. And for all the listeners out there, don't forget to check the show notes for each episode. You'll find info on the wines we drank, uh, links to the cool things we discussed. I'll put the links to his uh, his Instagram and to his website. I know he has a link tree at the Instagram so you can follow it for all the things and stay in touch with JM. Make sure you give him a follow. And until the next time, cheers to the Mavericks, the philosophers, the deep thinkers, and all you wine drinkers. Your boy MJ saying peace. Salute. Thank you, my man. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. You had some fun while you were here. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list.